変身
that trilogy for Joker. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix would cross over to that. And I don't think he would blend into that atmosphere either. I think it would clash too much. Could you do like a gruffer Joker? I'm trying to think who would be a fun Joker. Like maybe like uh, my mind went to like Steve Buscemi. That's like a different vibe <laughs> entirely. But yeah, I haven't really seen anybody demanding a new Joker either. So that's that's also that. Yeah, they're probably fine. Just be like, hey, this Batman is not going to be Joker. <laughs> yeah. The multiverse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that, like, that's the most exciting thing for, like, the new DC stuff. It feels like they're not trying to be in one universe. They're doing different stuff. Yeah. I like that. There's probably going to be the A, like, sequel, but also this movie's, like, three hours long, too, and I'm just like, ah. Oh, That's a long movie. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I did, like, not have to go to the bathroom within three hours. I'm getting kind of old now, so I feel like that's going to be rough for me, man. I'm going to be like spending half the movie thinking about going to the bathroom. <laughs> like, is this a good spot to go or should I wait? So it's going to be rough. There should be intermissions, I feel like. Like, there should be like, oh, whoa, what's this? Like, Batman just like fell down and like he <laughs> broke part of a pier and he's underwater and he's bleeding. And it's like, movie will be back in 15 minutes. Like, I am. People would love that. I am completely okay with that. Like, it doesn't even have to be 15. Like, it could be like a quick. Like 10 minutes, you know, cut it down by five or something, you know, like just give me a break for three hours, please. Because like most movies like already have that like commercial break, like scene of like, oh, no, (laughs) there's a fade to black and we're about to see them like washed up on a beach or in like a stretcher or something, you know? Yeah, because mostly movies go to TV anyway, and they figure out where it plays commercials in those in that format. So why can't you do it for a movie? It, it, it's really weird. Uh, I've been watching the Expanse uh, season four and also the rewatching the first season. And it is w- wild just the way that episodes are written where you're like, oh, th- like the first seasons were on sci fi and you could tell where they were like the way they were like writing dialogue to get to like commercial breaks versus <laughs> it's entirely different season four where it's like on Prime. So it's very funny. Would you say it's better? I think it's like one of those things you definitely notice where you're like, oh, there's this big stinger of like, oh, well, like we'd be in horse shit if this happens. It's like, oh, it looks like we're in double horse shit. That's not an actual <laughs> lie, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the big thing for me lately, though, has been Elden Ring. And holy crap, that's an incredible game. Yeah, I've been seeing a, a lot of buzz behind that. How's your experience going so far? Um, have you played like, any of the like Bloodborne, like Dark Souls games? I have not. And I heard if I haven't that I probably wouldn't really like it. Uh, you should try Sekiro because that's like a ninja, like samurai themed game. And like it's a little more grounded and it's very like agile. There's lots of like grappling hook and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I know that um, the thing about like those kind of games that like it's very like it's about you learning how to play them. And like because you are meant to die and die often, like. <laughs> it becomes like an incentive to like make progress and learn locations and like kind of flow through and like find the weak spot of like, Oh, here's a place that like I didn't notice or, Oh, there's no place else to go. I have to learn this. And it's like very rewarding, but like in open world game, it's like, um, because there's that openness, like there's much more space to do that. And like probably one of like the best open worlds I've seen in forever though, because like it's so sparse and cool. Like it's not like there's like a tower you have to climb. It's like, Hey, 
uh, there's some light pointing in this direction, but also what's that old church doing there? <laughs> like, what's this like weird cave and stuff? Sounds fun, man. I might watch some people stream it. I don't think I'll oh, buy yeah. it, but, but it sounds awesome to like, you know, like just sit back and watch one of your friends play it. I came by this like message on the ground that was like, beware of up. And I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> and then I walked forward and like a 20 foot like troll just kind of like jumped down on oh, top of me shit. and killed me. I got a thing. So they have like scripted deaths in that game, right? Like stuff that's supposed to happen. Uh, A lot of like Indiana Jones and like the big boulder stuff where you're like, oh, whoa, you'll probably die the first time you see it. But also like you could react or like you could know later and like get through it. But like there's lots of places where like a lot of people will like be and I died here and so did I and so did I and so did that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a ton of my friends are playing it, but I just feel like I'm missing out because I haven't gotten into a game like that. And I just get so frustrated with games like those. So I just stay away from them. They're super rewarding though, because like, um, there's lots of stuff where I was like, oh, I wanted to explore this beach and I can't kill any of the enemies. And then I realized, wait, I like figured out how to kill them <laughs> and then like came back and like went through it. It's very, oh, okay, very charming. Yeah. Uh, but you will die definitely. But like, it's might be a fun game for that because like it's all about like making you not care about dying because like all you lose is money. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, we should talk though about uh, our stuff this week. And boy, was it stuff. Uh, we hit episodes 19 and 20 of both Jetman and Comrade Build. Uh, and a lot going on here. here. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I'm constantly like saying that, but it's true. It's always true. The show don't um, stop, man. But uh, let's start with episode 19 of Jetman. I can see. So the crew's all like shopping in the 90s in the city, hanging out when a fortune teller's like, hey, Jetman, you want to come in here and get your fortune read? <laughs> and there's this really creepy fortune teller. And then there's also like part of me that was like, what do you do in Akko? Because I'm pretty sure that like Akko was like braless in a white shirt. And I was like, you're 16 years old. And this is a show for six year olds. What are you doing? Yeah, she looked kind of older these, these two episodes. I'm like, how old is she exactly? <laughs> Character 16, maybe the actor's like 19. Okay. Who knows, you know? But I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, uh, put a shirt on, child, please. <laughs> this show's for children. Uh, but, like, the whole thing is, like, you'll see a doll cry. That she goes to her house and, like, she sees her, like, doll that she got as a kid crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was actually, like, this, so, like, a leak for the ceiling or something like that. Because later on, like, they, like, show, like, a, like, card stuck in it. Like, they threw one of the tarot cards at it to make the ceiling leap to make <laughs> oh, yeah. it make the doll cry. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was funny. And there's more and more of those. It's like, watch out for a car. She gets, like, hit by, like, a, like, kid in, like, a toy car and stuff. And is like, cry. She's like, oh, no, I'm going to die. Uh, <laughs> and then we see, like, Viram playing, like, with tarot cards and stuff. <laughs> which is great. But, um... This plot's like more about like her and her like her Alfred type character that like <laughs> raised her like Gia. Yeah. I kind of like Gia a lot, man. Yeah, he's great. Like he's like very supportive. It's kind of like implied that her parents died pretty young or like weren't around much. I'm not sure. What did you think about um her like flash to like her death scene where she's like being shown how she'll die? Yeah, I wasn't sure if like they were actually gonna go through with it. 
and I'm like, I don't th- see them taking away Kyrie this early. But um, I thought it was pretty cool how pretty much the moral of the story is like choosing your own destination besides of or your own mm. future versus listen to what someone else says. And uh, I don't know. I kind of left this this uh, episode looking at Kyrie a little bit differently. Uh, this kind of like matured her a little bit, in my opinion. Yeah, no, um, it's definitely like all about her struggle and also like her relationship with like her mentor, like Butler, like after like figure. And like, it's like a lot is like done here. Like, I love how like you see like this super dramatic, like mid 90s, like her in a casket with like roses and stuff. And then there's like tarot cards everywhere. And she's so afraid. And it's just like, oh, like I can't help my friends. But then she does. She's like, okay. And like the way that um he helps her by like putting on like the like Ani mask and getting out the like wooden sword, just like attacking her, yeah. like asking her, "What are your rules? What do you know?" Yeah, she had like a whole like training montage at that point. And I'm not gonna lie, when he came out with that mask, I kind of got like jumped for a second. I did not anticipate that at all. <laughs> yeah, that's like like the kind of thing that like probably not seen in a live action. Like I've seen it in like lots of like anime it's like oh it's the mentor he's kind of zany he's got a yeah. like demon mask on yeah there's a guy in a uh, demon slayer that wears the same mask so to see it in live action was kind of frightening <laughs> those masks look pretty scary i'm not gonna lie but uh very effective and speaking of scary uh the team gets teleported into another smoke dimension and they fight like grim reapers and skeletons and stuff <laughs> i forgot about that scene yeah <laughs> oh and of course, um, they get like um a new song and they win the fight <laughs> in the end. But um, I really liked Fortune Teller Dimension, like a another great design, just like crystal balls and like weird like tarot cards and they're throwing them around. And for like the like plot threats, I guess like go forward as we see that um that semi Maru is still growing, which is fun. Like this is like a long term plot. Yo, right now. I'm not gonna lie, like I'm really digging this semi Maru semi maru uh subplot like it's very intriguing Any, anytime they like zoom in on it and uh calling him rad I, I always try to pronounce his name but i can't do it uh anytime like rad is like overly obsessing over it again i think yeah anytime he's like overly overly obsessing over his new pet i just love like he's like in the shadows just staring at his plan like wait till this shit pops off like i can't wait so i'm really digging uh the subplot it feels like uh, less uh, fillery these last few episodes. Yeah, and I think like it didn't go from being like a little thing to being like a hundred feet tall. It's like, oh, it's like four feet tall now. It's mm-hmm. like six feet tall now. You know? Yeah, each episode it grows like just a little bit. Because like we saw him like actually like connect with his like fellow like generals, but then also like disconnect from them because like he's like I love someone. And also, like, I have this, like, weird pet that's, like, gonna <laughs> put me in charge. <laughs> yeah. And the, like, last bit for the episode is that, um, Kyrie's fortune is that her future husband is a playboy who looks good in black. And, of course, <laughs> like, right is like, that's me, right? Like, I'm wearing a tux today. But I'll choose my own. <laughs> Fate. Uh. And, yeah, it's, like, a solid episode. But, um, I kind of like the second episode more, though, just because... It's a little more absurd in certain ways. Uh, episode 20, Marriage Vacuum Cleaner. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a vacuum cleaner that's sucking up love. Another great plot. 
yeah just why not and and like the the end of the vacuum with the teeth is like a really good visual it's like kind of stupid but in the best way it's just like kind of like the right amount of like goofy for horror i feel like yeah and it was it's so many other ways that they could use uh vacuum dimension uh for uh for an episode but to choose them to suck love out of women because they don't want humans to po- uh, uh populate anymore was <laughs> kind of like over the top I but i loved it <laughs> i was like yo they're getting really creative of why they hate humans you know what i mean <laughs> my favorite part of that is that like um while they're talking about that like in the foreground is like b-rad like looking like yeah it's really weird that you fall in love with her human sometimes huh i agree <laughs> mm. uh but like the like the center to this episode is that there's this a uh, young girl uh macharo whose sister was about to get married and it was like great because she like also loved her new brother-in-law and they were all gonna live together but yoink her sister's love got taken um and then she like is trying to hunt down the vacuum dimension and like gets a guy involved and like he saves her from a like car accident and he's just kind of an asshole to her, <laughs> her the whole time in the end they make their relationship and guy finds out that the love that this little girl has for him is the last love she has which is and he can't let her down kind of weird that they had that exchange at the up episode like if you're 10 years younger or if you're 10 years yeah. old i'm like <laughs> Um, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's one thing if an eight-year-old says, "Oh, I just wish you were ten years younger." That's like cute, and you're like, "Oh, sure, you scamp." It's one thing you say <laughs> yeah. it back. When he said it back, I'm like, "Okay, that's kind of cringy." I'm not gonna lie, guy, he lost yeah lots of points for that. Uh, something that could have been potentially like cringy, but I think was done with a smoothness is uh when they're holding the fake wedding and like Akko's like oh we can't kiss this is my first kiss and guy's like it's for world peace (laughs) Uh, that's a good stuff different times man different times that's at least funny compared to saying yeah if you were 10 years old (laughs) she's 8 yeah stop it dude though I do like that um we get like another song and I think this is like the first character song we've actually had in like any of the Toka we've watched because Guy gets his own personalized song as he like defeats like the vacuum dimension like on his own. And it's like pretty good. It like sounds like him. It matches him good. Um, And we get the first mecha fight we've had in like four or like five episodes. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. And like this show is so good at just not doing everything at once. Like having us wait for like uh, for um like certain like character episodes like having the like long-term arc of like semi-maru having not every episode be the same formula of oh we defeated the monster and now we go fight it in the like larger form like it's makes it more varied and also like when they do go like full throttle like last time they were like let's do a two episode arc of a new (laughs) villain and like a character turning human and somebody dying and then reset at the end (laughs) it's kind of great yeah, I'm really excited for the Semimaru mini arc whenever he uh, is fully grown. I think we might get four episodes out of that. And because like we know that like this team is not going to get bigger or like lots of power ups and toys, like it can happen midway through the show and still be a big deal. It's not like it's going to be like oh, and then we get 
super forms, probably, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's going to matter. It's going to affect them, going to change them. Then Scott Murder built, and um, I want to hear what you have to say about these episodes uh, first. Um, so I'm really stoked about, you know, the addition of Greece, and I believe it was either, might have been episode 20 when we found out exactly like the whole, no, it was episode 19 actually, um, my mistake, his little, why he, you know, became a writer. Uh, he actually has like a backstory, which is pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. Kind of, yeah. Kind of got me more excited to see the future of, uh, Greece. Um, and then, uh, the prime minister return would kind of spice things up a little bit, but other than those two things, I feel like the, the show is kind of dragging and not trying it's to, weird, right? Yeah. Not trying to say it's bad, but <clears throat> it's not really a lot to get excited for. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, uh, can't wait to see the next episode. I'm just kind of like wondering where it's going to go next. Not trying to say it's bad, but I'm just not super excited for the next episode and cliffhanger type stuff. You know what I mean? How do you feel? Yeah. So like, I think part of it is that like Greece as a character came in and was like, Hey, what's up? I'm charming. Um, I am going to make it. So the war's not happening. It's just going to be one-on-one fights. And also I, um, used to be rich, but I gave up my riches to help my farmers have food at their table and then i also lost my memory of that and also i love me tan like he just has too many like i'm a made character and i'm not a bad guy things going on where like there's no tension with him right now mm-hmm. like maybe like they'll surprise us and be like oh i love me tan and i'm a good guy and i just killed a main character like i killed the prime minister or something or like oh i died and it's that but he does just like seem like he i never believed he was the next villain in the show um yeah he's kind of playing a role of like a bounty hunter to be honest like he's just like the guy that's the villain but you can't really be mad at why he's doing what he's doing he's just doing it for yeah you know to, for a better cause you know but i don't know man i just feel like it, we need like a big bad hovering over the whole situation and uh yeah gintoku was never <laughs> threatening at all to he me didn't have it no yeah nike rouge and Stalk never really felt intimidating when I see them on the screen. It just feel like they're just guys uh, manipulating other people. Being dudes. <laughs> just being dudes, hanging out, trying to get, you know, the essence and stuff like that. But they never came across as, like, <laughs> the big bad. I don't know, man. Oh, just guys being dudes, trying to get the essence, you know. <laughs> got some crystals, got some jackets, you know. Yeah. Love Thriller. Uh, No, Um, and two, I think we've been on this, like, power up treadmill because like um we first saw cross z in episode 11 it's episode 20 so in the past 10 episodes we've gotten cross z there's been a power up for build build's gotten two non-power up forms we've gotten a whole new belt a new rider an old rider that we last saw like six episodes ago getting a new belt with new form and then we also just like got like a new next level power up that we're only seeing at the end here it's like that's a lot of stuff. Like, yeah, were you even excited when you saw the hyper trigger or the hazard trigger? Sorry. Uh, it looks cool. I like the design of the VN. Like, hopefully things slow down now, but it did kind of feel like um, the principle in like storytelling. Like, like I like um, heard a lot when I was like um, learning like like a uh, 
script writing was all of your scenes should be connected by this happened, therefore this happened, or this happened, but this happened. So like we were going to the party, but we got an alien like car crash. Or oh, um, we were going to the party, therefore we had to stop at the mini mart where there was a like hostage crisis. Like it's like oh, like what should never connect scripts are and then and i feel like there's been a lot of and then in the script of and then um bloodstock handed you the power up that you needed <laughs> next you know and you know it's funny i don't even think we mentioned it last pod but Asumi is back from the dead like i'm like i don't even think we talked about that at all last pod it was like right at the <laughs> end i think or... yeah we we didn't even like mention it at all i'm just like damn like that's how much stuff is going on like that was on the back of our minds and now it's supposed to be like a wow moment but it really wasn't uh t- not to keep talking about like other shit but um when harry potter and the cursed child came out like there was a lot of like leaked scripts that was like oh and there's this character that's in the background of some seeds and then there's like a major moment where that character dies and like a lot of characters it, like are like oh my god i can't believe this character dies and like they're so like upset about it but it's like just some dude named Craig and it's like he came like a massive joke of like, oh man, Craig's really important. Dude. Like, <laughs> really love Craig. And like, that's how um, like he felt where it's like he's this dude that was like in four scenes <laughs> without really like connecting to anyone yeah. <laughs> until like the episode he died, you know? And like, like there's also stuff, like characters like doing stuff like there's this scene where um Sawa and Masora are just like having tea and eating Italian food and talking about the problems. <laughs> it's just like, do something. Be, be involved with something. Yeah, I was shocked when Sawa show backed up and she was actually, you know, one of the most pivotal characters to introduce like the whole backstory of Greece. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, so she's just floating around doing detective stuff. Like, I guess that's what what's going to be her plot the rest of this, uh, you know, the season. Like, if you need some info or yeah to try to like locate something she's gonna be like the inside woman you know what i mean i'm not even sure if they asked her to do that i'm pretty sure she just like was off screen (laughs) and had the information though (laughs) yeah that sounds right which is like you could reveal it as things go and like like all this stuff like oh nan but heavy industry is it working with just like toto okay we don't know anybody in nanba we're not talking to nanba nanba's not like doing anything exactly like i i haven't really got behind the namba stuff either and like like the um only character like i really like right now is the prime minister he's like oh my god this old yes. dude <laughs> once he showed up and like disowned uh himaru i'm like yes he's like just get the fuck out of here bro like you you wildin'. i'm like yes here, i yeah. needed something like drastic to happen like that and he definitely brought like a different type of energy to the show I'm glad you like that part. He's like a real person. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. It was kind of weird, like watching these episodes, because like there was like a bunch of like, ah, oh, this is a different vibe with like what's going on in the Ukraine right now, and oh. like all this like rid of destruction. That was in my notes too. I'm like, this shit is kind of hitting different. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, uh, war kind of sucks, you know? No, um, and like sidebar. Uh, just uh, just if you are somebody who is thinking about the current war conflict 
whatever you want to call it, like invasion, um, as like the first war between civilized countries in your lifetime. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you know that like, like every nation that the U.S. has been at war with is a civilized nation. Mm-hmm. Like, please do not uh, don't at least think through what you say. I've seen some people just saying, wow, I can't believe how real this war feels. Cause like these people have like blonde hair, blue eyes. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I get that. Like it's hard to build empathy, but come on, like at least hear what you're saying and reevaluate your life. <clears throat> but that's just me. <laughs> um, here there was stuff where I was like oh there's like a tricycle and there's like some destroyed debris and it's like oh this is kind of heavier imagery than it was two weeks ago you know mm-hmm. um, something that I ever mentioned is that the barbershop that the Hakodo crew is hanging out at uh, and like having milk and bread is the barbershop that Sento was named after really yeah because it's like Kiryu's barbershop Mm-hmm. And like uh, when a couple episodes ago, the owner was like, "Yeah," and I named you after my favorite barber, Kiryu. Ah, oh, okay, okay, that's a good find. It would be cool if that was talked about, or like a plot point, <laughs> or this barber was like, "Yeah, yeah." That w- it's really weird. This war's going to a barbershop. Yeah, him being Katsurugi, I thought would help the plot, but it kind of, I don't know, kind of slowed it down. To be honest, yeah. Everybody doesn't want to be at war and they think war is bad, except for the leaders who are magically made more malicious. Just let people be bad, have some bad people in it, have a villain, have consequences, have more people. Like, if like the arc of these episodes had been, hey, this barber knows Seto and is upset these part of the war, but he's also like loyal to these four like fighters that he met that he knows are good people but he's also like ah ah like i'm so conflicted that's fun but that's a a plot but right now it's just like people go places and have fights and then they're like oh no i powered up too much and like there's this scene where stock shows up and just like tells everybody's power level i'm just like (laughs) what is going on (laughs) yeah how do you feel about the whole banjo uh center relationship at this point like, supposedly uh, he's trying to end the war because of Sento's guilt. It, like, are you, like, interested in that, that at all? Not really, because, yeah. like, they're just both, like, I gotta power up to stop fighting. And also, they keep being given ways to power up by this <laughs> dude that they know not to trust. It's just, like, you're being real dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it's just conflict. Like... When he showed up, it was like, oh, well, he's nature and you're nurture. I was like, you can just let me know who you are. Like, he doesn't seem like a mysterious character. Like, he, he's no tassel. He's no DJ Segura from like, a murder game. He's just a dude who's like, hey, what's up? Aren't I such the Joker? Yeah, maybe if we didn't know his ident- identity, maybe we'd like be more effective. But after we like spent some time with him and got to know him and the complete 180 of the character. I kind of liked him better as the the owner, to be honest. <laughs> I I just feel like he's doing way too much now. 
Yeah. There's lots of characters who just seem like they appear when they need to, and it's not related to the plot. It's like, there's him, there's Sawa, there's even um, Himoru, who's like, yeah, I... We haven't seen him fight for like six episodes. Then he fights one time to get beat up and escape again, I guess. Yeah, you would think this was filmed during COVID or something because we still haven't met any like live and breathing people of, of this world yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just show me somebody who's like, hey. <laughs> like, show me how the war is affecting like the regular people of Hokoto or Toku or something like that. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Uh, like, in Jetman right now, they'd just be like, man, there's just apartment complex full of people getting eaten alive. Uh, and maybe that should, and maybe that says something about what it means to be like a refugee. And maybe it was just a cool practical effect, but at least they would do something cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like there's so many interesting things you can do, like a restaurant owner, um, a soldier, like they could see like, oh, what's it like to be like someone working on the road and like a, I'm trying to deliver medical supplies, but I can't because of the conflict. Yeah, even the soldiers are mechanized, right? Mostly. <laughs> like, it's like a couple dudes. Yeah. <laughs> it's always funny when it's like, oh, like, at the end of episode 20, like, uh, one of the boys does like a like big sweeping attack on the whole army and destroys everybody except for like the like 20 dudes that are there. And they're like, oh, I'm glad we all survived that big explosion. <laughs> they do um get power ups and get their like hazard smash forms and th- they look pretty cool. They also don't seem that much stronger or more relevant to the plot. Nah, because I don't know. Yeah. Banjo was still handling like they're like the normal the normal uh super hazard bros. <laughs> Maybe Smash need to be put aside and we'll have a new monster type or whatever. Yeah, and they it keep upgrading, like right but they keep monsters. the same design, just a different color. It's like I don't I thought they were like about to turn into riders or something when they got the in, inside the little tank. But nope, still smashes. And that's like a problem. Like I feel like um in like Marvel too, like when you look at like Civil War and like stuff since then, like the comics and like and like most of the movies, it's like, oh, the villains aren't usually that compelling. It's like the hero versus hero conflict that matters. I feel like in Common Rider sometimes it's like, oh yeah. They're just the monster of the season. They aren't as important as two common riders fighting. It's like, well, they can be. They could be like dangerous or important or mm-hmm. like cool characters. I will say the fight scenes have been pretty solid. That's one of the upsides. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping this new hazard form adds to the plot, makes things a little more interesting, but the fight scenes have been very good. Did you uh, happen to see what it looked like, or did you not look at the end credits? Um, The very end of the episode before the preview, like we like see for like a split second, and it's like, all black but it has like the eyes of the rabbit tank form Mm -hmm. I like that That looks great yeah it kind of looks like gray if he was made (laughs) a few years later it's just all black mechanized but uh yeah hopefully uh hopefully this moves the plot in a better direction not sure why we needed another power up (laughs) at this point 
because nobody else is really, you know, advancing in strength at all besides the <coughs> smashes. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, uh, it's going to happen. Because um, it wasn't like Greece was like overpowered at all. You know what I mean? No, yeah, it wasn't. Um, I have to wonder, like, um, this is a very beloved series. And, like, I kind of get it because, like, the characters, like, as they're sketched are interesting characters or, like, fun characters. But it feels like stuff just kind of happens. And it happens when it needs to. And there's no real connective, like, tissue. And I hope that changes as time goes on. But who knows? What would you want to happen next, though, I guess, in, like, build? I just want to get off this off this planet, to be honest. I I just wanted to like see this opportunity as a clean slate, uh, because the biggest thing that started the season off that, that I was pretty hyped about was the whole uh, the rising of the walls, and I thought they were going to try to figure out how to like you know get rid of the borders and come back as a nation over. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was going to be that kind of show, but it's becoming more. Uh, What's the term? Geopolitical? Uh, yeah. This side versus that side. We're trying to invade this and that. And I really didn't think this show would turn out to be that way. I thought it would be more, uh, how do we fix this problem with the walls and unite our nation again? Uh, it was the aliens all along. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought it would be like more about that, but it just seems like, I don't know. It's just it just feels more uh, political driven than actual uh, like sci fi ish. Doesn't really seem sci fi at all to me. What do you think? I mean, I get like let's separate the country back into like the three territories from like the warring states, um, and it's like oh wow, the whole way they their powers have been changed, and your agricultural and your science and your peace or whatever. Cool, like that's enough of a premise but you need to make it more compelling like what if this was like a show that was like um come writer xyz was like the title and there were three writers come writer x y and z and they were each like solving stuff in their own place and like alternating episodes then like episode 15 was like now they're like plot lines finally get together and they're fighting each other but we care about each of them you know yeah that'd have been like, great be fun. like from a different perspective yep that'll work too i'm kind of worried that we're never going to go to space because <laughs> it cares too uh, much about like yeah i'm starting to believe we're heading that direction too because there's been no mentions about it at all and the only time it's been teased was when you know stock was a astronaut back in the day you know what i mean that's the only talks of you know space like traveling from space back to back to this region or whatever, but I honestly don't think it's going to happen. And I feel like the whole time we're going to be playing Dragon Ball Z, just trying to collect all the assets. <laughs> Whoever can collect the assets first gets to rule the world, you know? So I guess we'll see. And maybe we'll be like proven lo- wrong. I'm wondering, this is just like meant to be like Comrade or Gundam in that like, it's a show that's like, here's a political situation. Here's a bunch of people who are involved in it and they have, they're different views. Only the Gundams matter because they let a political voice be the same as a state. And it's like all cool. And that's like what Comrade like already does. But then like a lot of Gundam shows is like, and then we go to space and then we like do the thing and we have like this like cool arc in there. And even just like we spend a couple episodes and they like, I'm glad that we blew up this asteroid. 
that would be fun. <laughs> but there's still time. I think that they should give more to either Missouri or Sawa really quick because they just kind of do stuff. Yeah, I'm hoping Missouri gets more. She has like the healing power now, and the only person that needed to be healing is healed now. So I'm not sure how that how far that plot's gonna go. But uh I'm interested I'm not really interested, but it'd be interesting to see what uh Himoro does next since he's like on his own now. Cause he said I'll be back. So I'm not like is he gonna try to like start his own kind of uprising or something like that? So there's always that to look forward to, I guess. There's still that third nation. That we know nothing about really. <laughs> maybe he joins them. Yeah, maybe. Um I'm surprised like we haven't gotten some kind of like plague yet, honestly. Like, oh, it's the nebula plague and mm-hmm. how do we solve it? Like maybe something like to like unite the factions or make people interact more. Cause like they need something to like make Kazumi and like or Kazumi and the other writers like hang out together for a while and then be like, well, we solved that, but we're still enemies, but maybe we're actually friends. Like that's do you think a, a basic thought. Do you think another writer would help the show? <sighs> another writer would have, I think they'd have a very cool design and they'd probably have like cool fighting style. I don't know if you could put that all in the back of one writer. We watched <laughs> Captain Rider Saber. Yuri was great. Uh-huh. And Yuri made it, Yuri seemed like he could do it, but also that was too much for one man. And I don't know, one rider might not be enough. I don't think so either. I think he just had to clean up a lot of loose ends and uh, get the ship back on sh- sail. You know, I'm sure this is also a show that's just like more fun to watch when you aren't thinking about it or like watching like a ton at once like this does feel like a series that like you could watch 10 episodes in like a weekend and be like oh this is great like like stuff happened so i don't know but yeah um uh we continue to have a different episode of Jetman every week and be like oh this is great two weird things <laughs> and build uh we're kind of like waiting to care which sucks um maybe just like the way we're watching it is like a lot different and most people, or maybe it's just that we haven't uh, hit the spot yet, but I don't know. There's a lot of room to improve, to improve so I'm not going to give up yet. There's still like 28, 30 episodes, so that's time. But uh, speaking of time, uh, it's time for our final thoughts, and with that, uh, who are your top three favorite characters this time around? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Tough. Top three don't really have a third let me throw somebody in there real quick uh i will say number three would be vacuum dimension okay they're fine uh two dimension uh two would be kaiori and number one would be uh gia oh yeah he's great yeah I'll, uh, I'll that's give a good call I liked him a lot. I really liked the Prime Minister. I really liked Gia or Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, and then like calories. So that's a pretty good spread right there. There. Yeah, I would just say a Prime, I'll put Prime Minister, but I couldn't think of a third. But that was a good number three, though. There's a lot of uh, 
Hintoku, there's a lot of old dudes that just know how to project and be like, <laughs> ah, youth. <laughs> Spring type of youth. I love it. Um, and then um, what about your favorite of the like costumes or like effects as they relate to like Toku, like your favorite practical effect that we saw? Uh, I would say I like the, uh, was it Predictor Dimension? Mm. Fortune Teller Dimension. Uh, I liked her powers with like the tarot cards and the look of the costume a lot. And like little dream like sequences. I like those a lot. What about you? I appreciated um, the way that um, the vacuum dimension was like had the big hose and was like sucking stuff and like going around just like it was a weird design to pick a vacuum, but also like it fit it in a way it shouldn't. And like those like teeth on the vacuum are kind of horrifying. That's like a good, like a modern horror. What if your vacuum had teeth? Perfect. (laughs) What about best outfits that we saw? Cause had some this time. What about the best outfits we saw? Best outfit. So I got a close one. Uh, Honorable mention goes to uh, Banjo uh, episode 19. He had a gold jacket on with a red dragon shirt and a flannel runners raced. I like how you put that fit together, but my number one fit will go to Kyrie with the samurai fit. We probably would never get mm. that again, but I like I like I like the look look on her. Yeah, she was full on Kenochi there, very nice. Uh, I liked. Um, I'm sure, like for people that like build, it's more of a thing. I like that Sento always has these weird piece together shirts that kind of like matches mental state a little bit. <laughs> if I cared more, I'd. I think it was super cool but like as a stand it's pretty cool um even then um i do think that uh you have like ryu who has like the really cool like random scene get some glasses uh but m- my favorite has to be like kaori when she's at the very end of her episode and she's just in like a full like evening gown as everyone else is like coming over to like watch opera or whatever they're doing like at her house it's like a very odd way to end the episode but she's just like super overdresses compared to everyone's like hey everybody welcome to my house here's my gown but no uh we have come t- to the end though uh and my question for you is uh where people find you when you're uh, not talking about tokusatsu uh senpai you can find me on uh instagram tiktok and youtube Copacetic Senpai. Where can I find you, Kip? Any um, new videos to look out for? or uh, Videos, no, but I will be doing a reaction pod uh, on the Batman next week, so look for that next Wednesday uh, on my pod, Popcornet. Awesome. Uh, me, you can find me on Twitter.com at Jay's Forge. You can find the podcast um, on, on Twitter.com at Come Ride With Me. There's Come there is a comment to me on Instagram. There is the website comment.com uh, for episodes, articles and links out to different services. Uh, there's the merch with all proceeds go to the, to the Trevor project. Maybe we'll find a good uh, charity. I've heard good things about the Ukrainian red cross. Maybe we'll uh, transfer like that there for like a month or two. But um, then um, sending questions to podcast at comment.com. Um, we are, just about ready to start our next book club. Uh, me, Steph, our friend David from the Tokyo Fresh podcast. Uh, 
might get another person or two in there right now. This is that's the uh, confirmed three that we have there. Uh, we're between Carbonite Blade and Carbonite Deno. Leaning Deno because of the new Sentai series that is based off the same myth, so it's kind of hot right now. But regardless, uh, what do we leave him with? What did we learn today? What did we teach today? We learn. <laughs> uh, I think we're starting to learn patience with these shows. Like we have to start giving it a little bit more time uh, to simmer. Uh, I just feel like if we weren't watching Jetman along with Build, we'll probably appreciate Build more. But I think we just got to be a little more patient. Hmm. That's true. Probably. Uh... <laughs> It's very easy to see the flaws of something when there's <laughs> yeah the very opposite strikes the brows. Yeah, it's a, there. it's a tough companion piece to go along with, you know. So I mean, like I said, after after uh, Saber, <laughs> Bill is pretty 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 solid. <laughs> it's not bad at all. It's just watching it right after Jetman is kind of a drag for the moment. In my mind, though. <laughs> Saber's so much fun. It was just like randomly, like there's all this stuff going on with Tassel. There's all these yeah. like random Damn. plot beats happening. Is that a hot take? You you have Saber over build right now? Right now, yeah. Oh I, okay. was pretty engaged with Saber. Um like they had that long running plot line where like they weren't stopping the Medjid at all and they were killing thousands of people. And I was like, this is cool. It came to nothing, but it made me like intrigued for like 20 episodes, but nothing else was going on. Yeah, you might be right, bro. It was a lot of peaks and valleys in Saber. And I feel like uh, at the moment, I'm not trying to project anything, but Bill is like that kid that peaked in high school. And then like, once that mystery plot was over, I knew this show was going to struggle a little bit. I knew, I just had a feeling. I'm like, this has been going on too long. And I think they know that once that whole, like what's going on, is over that it's going to drag a little bit but they just have to figure out another way to drop the plot in a more engaging way versus the, the geopolitical stuff because I'm not really interested in that at all it's not why I watch uh, Kamen Rider Build has not reached the drag of Saber however as it currently stands in retrospect when you're not in real time Saber's got a lot of stuff that was entertaining at least and that how weird is it was true. Damn, I didn't. I didn't want to say it, but you definitely, you definitely said. It. <laughs> hey, do you have any problems with that? And how much we think that show sucks? At Cope Six Up by on Twitter. <laughs> 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 <Those DMs. laughs> <laughs> no, no.